In today's episode, Aileen and Nancy discuss numerology and also talk about healing through emotional release techniques. <laughs> Welcome to Expansive Minds Podcast, Gateway to Freedom, a podcast where two friends, Aileen and Nancy, explore and expand beyond what they think they know in order to live a life of freedom. Thank you for joining us. And away we go. Good afternoon. Hi, Nancy. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. Thank you. Yes. Looking forward to the weekend. Mm -hmm. Oh, because Gabby. I have a big thing for Well, Gabby, I have a big thing. It's all about me because it's my daughter. (laughs) This is what we mothers do. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Gabby has the Miss Massachusetts this week weekend so um fantastic very excited for her and for all the girls i mean i just think that is a very courageous thing for these young ladies to be doing a lot of them use it as a way to work through maybe image issues or self-confidence issues or even just platforms to speak their truth mm-hmm. and um it's a lot more i think than what I used to think of a quote-unquote beauty pageant was when I was a kid now right. that I've seen people up close with it. I just think it's a beautiful mechanism for them to, like I said, either face their fears or celebrate who they are. And they're very supportive of each other, those gals, too, so it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so wishing all those gals at the Miss Mass competition love and light this weekend. Yeah. So I um, was... Saying when we first sat down before we turned on the microphone, what did, what we wanted to maybe talk about, and you had started talking about a pain in your back, and how you were able to release that through realization that it was kind of an energetic thing, and mm-hmm. once you made peace with whatever whatever emotion was blocking, that mm-hmm. you you felt better. And I said, it was just making me think. I recently read the Emotion Code, so that that's some that book might be something worth discussing. But I came here with the intent of thinking I wanted to talk numerology. Mm-hmm. Not that I know much about numerology other than just I have uh, Doreen Virtue's Angel Numbers book. And so when I see numbers repeating, I'll look them up and see what that means. So my understanding of it is it's one of the ways in which your angels, soul team, spirit guides, whatever, uh, has of communicating with you, of catching your attention. Um, and then there's a whole other discipline of it, I guess, where you can study based on your birth date and numbers and you calculate the numbers in a certain way that you might have certain tendencies. I don't know. I'm guessing it might be something equivalent to like an astrological chart or, or whatever. I don't know that element of it. I just know like when I see things like five, 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 I'm like, holy cow, what's coming? Like, mm-hmm, you know, I know mm-hmm. like certain numbers, like I know one is new beginnings, two is kind of you're dealing with duality and I know five means change. And recently when things were happening with my mother and big changes were coming, I was getting five, 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 five everywhere. And but yeah, so repetitive numbers, sequences of numbers, I think when you see them in patterns, whether it's on your microwave or on a license plate, or you just happen to look at the clock at a certain time or a street address, I think it's worth paying attention to. I think it could be very indicative that uh, your soul team is trying to communicate with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of ways that people use numbers and assign numbers to a meaningful way to learn more about themselves and their their path. So when it seems like numbers started to really hit mainstream attention, 1111 was 
the big number that you know people would see it on their clocks Happen to look and at their, it, yeah. yeah their and so it became like wow, 11 11 11 11 and it's it's known as an angel number and a, a number of love and so you say well regardless of you know scientifically how accurate that is the call to and the collective's decision to make seeing 1111 align us to love and togetherness and connectedness and a call to bring that energy into us all good yeah all good nothing wrong with that yeah when i see the 11s i feel like it's some, i read somewhere it's like a portal opening so the veil mm-hmm. is thin, which would be why you kind of all feel in that love, right? If the veil is thin or there's a, a portal opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. birthday piece is, um, it's about figuring out your life path number. Okay. So it has to do with adding your, uh, the month and the day of your birth date separately. Then you add the numbers of your birth year. Okay. And then you add them together. <laughs> Okay. So those things that can be Google. And then you get a number that is your life path. Oh, yeah. fun. So, oh, and I also wanted to talk about, um, we're going to make it talk, Renny. Enneagram. Enneagram? <laughs> okay. Enneagram. That's how you say Enneagram. <laughs> have you done Enneagrams? I have not. Oh, okay. So that's... <laughs> So that is another way that numbers are used. And there's personality types and you have a, um, yeah, there's nine interconnected personality types and you can go through and take this test and find out what personality type you are and, and your sign. There's a number for your type of personality. Oh, I've never, yeah. no, never done the Enneagram. So there are lots of... Ways that numbers, again, are connected to speaking to ourselves, getting wisdom, yeah. and connecting. Yeah. If you're constantly seeing a number, right. Google it. Google it. Yeah. If Have you're fun. feeling drawn to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If yeah. it feels really poignant, like you said, you're drawn to it, which to me goes for anything. If something seems that it's jumping out at yes. us stronger we have to pay attention to it. Sometimes I'll, I'll talk to clients and I'll say, you know what, go to like Whole Foods or a natural food store, go to the Bach flower remedy section. Ah. Don't read anything. Don't look, don't read, just walk up because they're little bottles the of vials. flower essences. Yep. 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 And when you look, I say to people, when you look, one will really jump out at you. Yeah. Pick it up, then read what it is. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it'll look taller. Something about it will be brighter. There's yeah. something that will happen. Yeah, yeah. No. So then the other thing that I had mentioned wanting to talk about was uh, the Emotion Code book. Uh, Dr. Bradley Bradley Nelson, that was his <coughs> name. Bless you. Uh, so Dr. Bradley Nelson, the Emotion Code. So I happened on it, and I, do th- I don't think it's, I think it's fairly old, but anyway, uh, I just happened on an episode of, he was on um, Michael Sandler, an older episode. Mm-hmm. So the concept with that is to talk to your body, mm-hmm. which Cryon says you should be doing all the time. You, he calls it innate. You talk to your innate, which is the governor, the subconscious. Mm-hmm. And you are uh, you should be talking to yourselves constantly, mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. cells of your body saying, I need you to do this, I need you to do that. Like according to Cryon, it's as simple as giving a directive or command mm-hmm. and thanking your body too frequently. So this concept of the emotion code is 
teach yourself how to do kinesiology or how to body test because that is the true way to test. Yep. And so, but I do it with my chiropractor. But if you want to do it on your own, he had some techniques for self-testing. So one was the sway test. You stand on the spot and you say, show me it. You ask the body, show me a yes, show me or whatever. You say something true, say something false. And you, similar to a pendulum, Pendulum. Mm -hmm. you would swing forward maybe for a yes. And maybe you would sway backward for a no or whatever validation you've used uh, whatever question you ask yourself. And um, then there were different ways of self-testing, like interlocking your fingers yep. and mm-hmm. pulling and show me a yes, show me a no, if you can pull your fingers apart or if you can't. So once you establish whatever mechanism you're using and you've got a, a base point for what a yes and a no answer is, he has a almost like a logic diagram of questions that you go through and you say, well, do I have a trapped emotion in my body? Um, is it ready to be released yet? And you know, every time you ask one of these yes, no questions, you're testing yourself to see how far on the chart you can get. Can it be released? And then he has a chart, a table of, I think it's six rows and two columns. And in each of those cells is an emotion. And so you say, is my trapped emotion in column A? Um, and you sway forward or back. Is it in column B? Is my trapped emotion in rows one through three or four through six? And then you narrow down. So then each row represents mm, an mm-hmm, organ. Mm-hmm, so right. for example, yep. uh, could say I've identified, I don't think this is the case, but row, let's say row, a, uh, row one is heart. I don't believe it is, but, and then column B. So I have identified through questioning my body that I have a trapped emotion in my heart in column B, and then in column B, there are a series of emotions. So I say, is the trapped emotion in my heart uh, anger, fear, desperate, uh, jealousy? What is this? So you isolate what this trapped emotion is that's in your heart and through asking yourself these self-questions. So now let's say I have isolated that I have a trapped emotion of fear in my heart. Then you take a magnet... And the idea is, chiropractors would know this, I I guess, on your skull, from your forehead, um, then you run up down the center of of your head, down to the neck, where the neck meets the spine. Apparently, there's a lot of stuff in that pathway, and that maps to every organ in your body. So that pathway alone, from the forehead, from the bridge of the nose, up the forehead, down the base of the skull, to the base of the neck— represents every organ of the body. So if you take that magnet and you say, because intention is huge, we were saying how the power of intention is more powerful than ever before. You take that magnet and you say, I now release this trapped emotion that I found in my heart, uh, this trapped emotion of fear, I let it go. And you run the magnet over your head three times. And there's there's more to the questioning. There's mm-hmm. even like, you can be, it could be ancestral. Mm-hmm. It could be past life. Right. And if it's ancestral, you, whoops. If it's ancestral, you... Rub it 10 times, magnet 10 times. But so the concept is you identify that there's mm-hmm. that there's pain in your body or there may not be pain. It might just be there and you don't even know it because it hasn't manifested in pain yet. But that you then release whatever that trapped emotion or energetic thing is and the pain goes away. Like you would, the reason I even brought this mm-hmm. up because I wanted to tell the story that you were telling me about right, your back. That I was having pain in my lower back, but it was different than other pains I've had. You know, I've been in a car accident, I played sports. So there's the, those kind of things. And this one was You're different. You're aware of your body. Yeah. Exactly. And this one was different. 
And I had my acupuncturist work with me. She did a great job. And then I like to sleep sometimes with golf balls underneath to break open those muscles because I know it's just muscle tension. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, just muscle tension on that level. Vision of the princess and the pea. Exactly. <laughs> with golf ball. I dig it. I love it. I'm like, oh, ow, ow, ow. Oh, okay, it feels good. Oh, time to move it to somewhere else. Ow, 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 ow. You know? And while I'm ow, ow, owing, Your poor I'm husband talking John's into like, it. what the hell are you doing over there? <laughs> he knows. I'm like, honey, I'm grabbing the golf balls. <laughs> and uh, and that's that for me, that's like a self-care way to work on myself because I'm like, ooh, I'm holding something tight. Yeah. Love Lovable, adorable, yeah. stubborn me yeah. is holding a wound in here that yeah. I don't want to let go of. Like, let me be, you know, yeah. wounded. Let me be hurt, you know. Yeah, old and school. yeah, mm-hmm. and it's okay because yeah. yes, that's part of being a human. Yeah. We have these moments. We just don't want it to be uh, the main construct of our personality. Right, is to be like, I choose to always have a pity party. It's yeah. like, no, I did that once. Um, I'll sidetrack for one second. Many years ago, I identified that I had a vibration of pity in my system. This was like 30 some odd years ago. And I thought, oh, that's pity. And uh, because I do love the English language, I do love a dictionary and a thesaurus, love it. Mm-hmm. I, uh, over the years, is one of my tools is when I identify a vibration in my body. And I know on some level, like in my little brain, my cute little human brain, I'm like, ooh, that, I don't want to have pity in my body. However, I know I don't viscerally completely understand that yet yes. because it's in there for a reason. Right. I like implanted it in my system. And uh, so I can't just do that with my head, with just my little right. brain thinking, right? right? So I go to a dictionary. And so when I open, open the, the dictionary to the word pity, I said, I'm going to look this up. Do yeah. I really want this? Yeah. You know, so I read the definition of pity, and I just kind of was like, "No, that's not me. Yeah. I don't want that. That's not me." So even for me, by reading the word out in front of me, uh. it drew out the concept of pity out of my visceral body, out mm-hmm. of my identifying it, out of me yeah. implanting it in my system. And it's almost like I put it back in the dictionary. Yeah. Oh, that as, is cool. And closed the book and I was like, it done. made some space. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was a way, again, because we are tangible humans. So we do need tangible tricks and tangible yeah. strategies to do it. So so this one in particular, when I was working on my back and, and my acupuncturist Erica helped and then I did the golf balls and more was coming out. And I knew there was a little bit more because it was still there, you know, and mm. it showed up more our our bodies are smart enough sometimes to not have things hurt that get in our way that are too hard for us. So this doesn't hurt in the day for me. It doesn't hurt at all. It hurts when I lie down at night, hmm. which is like, oh, Eileen, mm. that's so funny. You do. You're yeah. so smart to not have it hurt and get in your way of yeah. driving and boating and working, you know, all that yeah. stuff I do. But at night, and yeah. uh, but because that, that's also probably when I can pay attention to it more. Yep. So last night in particular, I felt that I couldn't go to sleep. I don't get stressed when I don't go to sleep. I'm more like, oh, I'll just let my mind do stuff. And uh, so I got out of bed and um, snuggled with my dog down the couch because, oh. me, you know, well, dog, dog loving. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's healing right mm-hmm. there, just petting a dog. So I allowed, I guess this is also important to say, I did not think too hard on it. I did not attach to needing an answer. Okay. It was more like, uh, if you imagine, slowly walking into a pool of water. 
Okay. So you just kind of start walking down the steps and you know, you're like, oh, what's the temperature? What's this experience? I'm just sort of like, mm, you know, okay. moving around in this. Okay. So I was just kind of like moving around like, oh, what do you want to show me? Hey, just kind of looking and talking to other parts of my body. Like, do you want to show me an image? Do you want to give me a word? What is it that you like? And, and I just said to my body, I'm attentive. I'm paying attention to you. There's no shame or blame. I'm not angry with myself. If you want to talk, I'm going to be in my best place to listen. Okay. And then um, kind of on and off, I faded in and out of sleep during the night. I could feel something really important was happening. And I was very happy. So let's say I was like, I was present. I was happy with the feeling, the essence of information coming up, even though I cognitively didn't see anything. Okay. It didn't matter because on some level I could feel it. And I know my trust with my friend Erica who did acupuncture over a week ago. And then me with the, I'm like, oh, we're getting there. That's the other thing is like, we're getting there, uh -huh, right? It's uh -huh. okay. We're getting there. And this must be something that I'm holding on to, uh, like a child would hold on to a security blanket or a stuffed yes. animal. Yeah. I'm going to rip that out, right. right? Or be like, you better figure that out, yeah. you know? Or <laughs> you're not spiritual enough because you have a backache. It's like, no. <laughs> like, I'm like, fine. So, that is huge, though, because I do think yes. that's something that we can do to ourselves. Well, if I was balanced, I mean, I was just listening to a cry on this morning. He's like, balanced people are well. They don't get sick. I'm like, well, yeah, but we blip, right? Yeah, we're I mean, just, we're yeah. human. We're also humans. We're like these yeah. hybrids. Like, remember, we're hybrids, you know? Yeah. And just going to Star Trek, you have like, you know, Spock, who is a Vulcan and a human. You know, it's yeah. like, whoa. Like, yeah. I think that's such a great thing for us to be like, oh, I'm this and that. So as I was lying there, it was like what was most important is to have a converse, a loving conversation with myself. Okay. And and then uh, I woke up, kind of, I was coming in and out of it. And all of a sudden I thought, oh, and this is what it felt like to me. Oh, I'm not supported. And I'm like, yeah, well, that is lower back. My lower back in the past had ached for different reasons. I'd been in a car accident in high school. Uh, I was an athlete. So, you know, mm -hmm. those... People so, that are listening that are rickety athletes know that's a different feeling. This is a very different and new sensation. Yep. And um, and then so yeah. for those who want to look up, just just we didn't mention Louise Hay. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it? Heal yourself. Heal yeah, yourself. It's or great something. stuff. There Louise is Hay. a chart in the middle of that Louise Hay book, Heal Yourself, that says if you are experiencing symptoms in various parts of the body, it could mean an indication Correct. of certain blockage and emotional, exactly. elemental, and Google it. You can Google yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah. And I'm, the lower back is is why a lot of us get hurt in our lower back. Lower back, I learned one thought on that is when it goes out, it's like uh, we're not feeling good foundationally. Mm -hmm. And it's like the rug got pulled out from under our feet. And mm -hmm. so if that happens, you're like, whoa, whoa, you know, mm -hmm. and it can. And so mine was a bunch of things stories, narratives coming to a head, which were very human-based and understandable. That's the other mm -hmm. thing. Let's not be so hard on our human-based thinking. Right. It, it was created because it was created that made sense the way we created it. And then we come to a point where we're like, oh, I don't want that to be my narrative anymore. And that's when sometimes some pain can occur. Yeah. So I thought, oh, this is interesting. I have this concept that I'm not supported. I haven't been supported. I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. I I, I would like to get rid of that. I think that that's 
not true because I'm missing something. Okay. I'm missing something. So I talked to John this morning a little bit about it, told him about it. And I said, and so I got to talk it out with him and to say, well, I can understand that my human part perceived I wasn't supported because as a, even as a child, I had a very strong spiritual, psychic kind of way that I was. And so I, I appeared to quote unquote stand out. I was always comfortable with who I was. Um, and yet here was this thing resonating coming out of my back that was like, oh, and what is it that you mean for support? What did you think you missed out on, Aileen, that you think you weren't supported? And so I got to reflect on that and make some changes and some um, some shifts that then was like, oh, and then John was sweet. He said, I support you. And I said, yes, I, I know you do. And I'm going through a process right now to mature my thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mature my emotions, mature my spirituality to move past an old human ego-based concept that I wasn't supported, which technically we can look back and go, yeah, it looks like you weren't supported in mm. that. Well, that's the emotion code book says that the reason these things can get lodged, so at the time of trauma or something mm-hmm. that you might have perceived as a trauma. So Correct. your body's job when you're in that fight or flight trauma mode is to get you out of danger and then get rid of all the mm-hmm. uh, chemicals and hormones that were associated with the dangerous circumstance. But sometimes even when you get out of the dangerous situation, if you're still not settled, it's still your body's job to get all these chemicals, which are a thing, an energetic thing, mm-hmm. as well as a chemical thing. And they can get trapped in a particular organ in mm-hmm. your body's haste to get your system back to steady state. So Absolutely. It can, it can clo- be in there for years. Right. And it can close up. And even if you think about just on a simple level, not simple, but I was always very aware of uh, what we would call feminist issues since mm-hmm. I was a child. I was very aware of social justice situations. Mm-hmm. I came that way. Yeah. Anyway, so if you think about that on all the work uh, in feminism, all of like when NOW came out, the National Organization of Women, all of it, I was very much actively aware of and participating in that. So that could lead to in part a story of, I'm not supported as a woman. Wow. I'm not supported as a girl. Yeah. So it's not a surprise. So then I want to change that because I want it to be, I am supported. If I'm a microcosm of the macrocosm, which I am, if I carry any victimization, I'm participating in the collective's concept of of victimization. So if I, as a woman, say I'm not supported. Yeah. And I believe that... You're propagating that that victim. Correct, correct. So by able to switch that in the work, we think about everything that's going on in the world. If I put out in the world, I am supported. Beings, guides, guardians, humans uh, will show up to support me either in this three-dimensional five-sensory form Mm -hmm. that I recognize in this way or in their multi-dimensional form. Yes. So if I know that I'm supported, what does feeling supported feel like? Yes. And identifying how I am supported all the time, and I look for the clarity of being supported. Yep. I switch it for myself and for the collective. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's funny because these things can be embedded from the most bizarre circumstances or, or just as we are moving through time and space with other people. Mm-hmm. I had an extraordinary and interesting, and I didn't even know this could happen when I was f- playing with the emotion code for the first time. 
and I moved some things out and stuff. Then there was one point where I had identified uh, betrayal in whatever organ. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm as I'm asking these questions, you know, these yes-no questions to narrow down, somehow it ended up being that it was actually, is, I said, is it mine? And they said no. So mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, okay, is yeah. it an ancestor? Did you go through this line of questioning? Narrowed it down to it was my father. Mm. And I'm like, really? Somehow I have or, or what Eckhart, I guess, would call a pain body or somehow one of my father's feelings of betrayal got stuck in my system. And then I, you ask in this line of questioning, do I need to know more about it? And And... It was the most bizarre thing because they talked me down to a talked me through a situation in which, as my father was aging, aging things happen and maybe sometimes forgetting things. Mm-hmm. And when my auntie died, my dad wanted to use some of that money to pay off the mortgage. Mm-hmm. So my sister and I, being the good daughters we were, we we got the paperwork done and we paid off the mortgage. Well, my dad looked at the checking account one day. And saw, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars gone Mm. and accused my sister and I of stealing it. And it didn't last long, but it was still like, that That hit him. Oh, my God. That hit him. Yeah, because, I mean, his daughters, his Mm -hmm. pride. So that was where, and somehow it got, and in his anger Mm. at me, I believe, because Mm. he believed I was the one who betrayed him, I ended up. Using this emotion code, finding this 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 so cool, amazing, cool. I love that's such an important story you just told. So important because it's not in the. Mm -hmm. There's no constructs. We are energy, like you say. It's floating around everywhere. (laughs) I'm not saying you need to be on guard, but but open minded that. You are to tend to your energy body and communicate with it and know that doesn't mean something you did wrong or you didn't process. You could have just assumed someone else's stuff. Absolutely. Empathically, yep. ancestrally. And definitely ancestrally. Mm-hmm. And even past lives. Absolutely. Past lives stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was that was a bizarre one for me. That's so crazy. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> right, right. It's like half of us is going, "Oh my god, oh my god," and the other half is like, "Wow, this is incredible." Yeah, yeah. Half of us is freaked out, like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" <laughs> and the other half is like, "Cool." Yeah. <laughs> I'm the scientist. This is amazing. <laughs> it's like if you ever cut yourself really bad. Like one time, I cut myself really bad. Like I hit a pulse point, and yeah. blood was splurting, <laughs> and I'm like looking at it, going, "Oh my god!" And like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." Yeah. This thing is spraying up to the ceiling. Jimmy goes. You better not go missing or the police are going to come here and think I killed you. There's DNA on the ceiling. You wouldn't believe it, but my wife as a scientist. <laughs> and thought it was so cool when the cut on her hand was spraying up from the sink to the ceiling. Yeah, funny. This reminds me, though, I have friends who are sick. Like, we don't want to be sick. Mm-hmm. And why? What is that phenomena, though? Where my friend will talk to her herself and say, "Okay, I get it. <laughs> I'm not processing something. Hello, I'm not in balance, <laughs> yes. and Dis-ease. I'm ready to be well. So mm-hmm. let it go." <laughs> and yeah. why sometimes? So here's here's a perfect example of that. 
I'd known this guy for a really long time, and uh, he had this pain in his shoulder that really hurt. And he'd gone to multiple people to what it was. So I was working on him. And as I was working on his shoulder, I all of a sudden saw his grandfather. And his grandfather had died a long time ago. And uh, so I'm working on him, working on him. Like, and it was one of those people where I thought, oh, is this going to be weird? If I bring yeah. him? Like, I'm sensing your grandfather in your shoulder. And uh, <laughs> What's so I just weird about that? <laughs> Hopefully nothing if you're listening to this podcast. This is just how we talk. <laughs> there is a projection of your grandfather into my mind from the energy in your shoulder. So uh, I gently sort of mentioned something about his grandfather. I was like, oh, well, well, you know, I don't know how I pulled it off. but And then he said, oh. And then he told me a story that I would imagine he didn't tell too many people, which is that his father had beat him a lot when he was a child and his grandfather lived nearby and his grandfather always managed mostly always managed to show up when his dad was beating him and would just you know kind of look at his father and say we're we're going out and would take to interrupt the beating yeah. yeah didn't you know it was it was old school so the grandfather didn't you know, wasn't going to call DSS or any of that stuff. It was just the grandfather's way of doing that. And so this man, and we all do this, when someone we love and we care about dies, we attach to something tangible in some mm. way. And so this man kept his grandf- the energy of his grandfather in his shoulder. Wow. And after a while, if we keep someone else's energy in our shoulder, we hold on to something too tight in our body, it will end up hurting. And so um, at this point, it had, you know, hit a crescendo. It was like too much. And yet he wasn't ready, nor was it the right time, obviously Sam is not ready, for him to release his grandfather from his shoulder. That is so interesting because the two women that I am thinking about um, who are well, my auntie who had passed, but she got diagnosed with cancer and MS after her husband died. Mm. Um, but my mm. current friend is uh, a widow, and uh, this particular ailment flared up after her husband died. Mm-hmm. Huh. And so I had another client. So there's one shoulder story. Yeah. So that stayed for a while. We were eventually able to shift it out, but I was not going to – it's not my place to go in and get that or to tell him he's wrong for holding it. Right. So it's a little bit of a challenge. when he's ready. Right. When I was ending my um, polarity training, my teacher was asking us to summarize our practice. And this is what I said to her. It just was really clear to me. I said, I hold hands with my client and I walk to the cliff edge, their cliff edge with them. If they jump, I jump with them. If they turn around and go back, I turn around and go back with them. That's what it feels like I do. Right. In this case, he wasn't going to jump. We needed to turn back. And in a couple sessions, we just held hands to the cliff edge and we turned back. And then one session, we jumped. Mm. Uh, And then I had this other man early on in my practice who came with a shoulder issue. Same thing, gone to all the doctors, x-rays, nobody could figure it out. And I ran into him the day before he was going to Florida. And uh, he was taken off the next morning. And I ran into him like, well, what time are you leaving? Because, I mean, I don't know what I can do. I kind of like, I don't know, but I'd be happy to work on it a little bit. Maybe it could help. I don't know. So he came. um, He was able to come early in the morning. And he couldn't even lie down. 
He's about to go like on vacation with his kids and everything. Oh, so uh, he's sitting up and I said, it's cool. I'll work. I don't care. I'll work on you any way I can. So as I was working on him in his arm and his tightness, it was a different arm. The first guy's was in the, the right shoulder and in polarity and Ayurvedic medicine, the right side is male energy. Okay. So a lot of times relationships we have with men or certain energy comes in the right side. This man had it in the left side, which is interesting. And, as I was working on him, I saw his older son, who was a senior in high school and was going to be leaving the next year to go to college. Oh. So again, I very gently asked him a little bit about, oh, how are you feeling about him going to college? Yeah. And then I you know, was checking in with his heart chakra. So I'm having a relationship in my mind with his heart chakra, jumping back and forth with all of these, all these different parts of his body and energy bodies. It's not mm -hmm. just one body of energy bodies. And then he was able to talk about it. He got a little emotional. You know, we had this great, this is great moment of him mm -hmm. being able to talk and share and what that was going to be like and him missing his son and his firstborn and everything going to school. Uh, and then he took off. And it was funny because I hadn't heard like back from him in a week or two and hadn't run into him. And so as well, all of us, especially in the beginning of my practice, I was like, oh, I guess guess it didn't help. I guess nothing happened. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, he's afraid to tell me. Nothing worked. So then I ran into him and I said, hey, how you doing? He said, good. He oh, he said, I was meaning to call you. He said, uh, I got to Florida. No pain. Wow. I got to play basketball. I got to swim. I got to have a great time with my family. Has never come back. That's awesome. So you see, it's, yeah. it's both pains in the shoulders, both attachment, both holding on. One was in a place to let go of it. His son was going to college. The other one, it's his grandfather who like yeah. saved his hide, yeah. who was dead, who we couldn't let go it's of because he was holding on to, yeah. understandably, his tangible holding on yeah, to his yeah. grandfather was energy in his shoulder. Yep. Fascinating how all these things can manifest into the body the way they do. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we can be without judgment. It's, it's really exploring and loving ourselves into release. That is, I think, the key. Because that's hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that's hard because we, those of us who feel spiritual and then we can't fix something or having a hard time with it as an ailment, we, we judge. I must be doing something wrong. I must not be as spiritual as I think I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, and so I guess the answer to that, like you said, is self-love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get, get, get rid of grading ourselves. You don't get an A plus or a D minus. You don't fail. It's impossible to fail. It's not possible. Failing would mean there's no movement. That's impossible. There's always movement. Failure isn't really an accurate word. I think we should just completely get well, rid of it. Well, that's that duality thing of judging something as good or bad. It mm. just it just is, and then there's that trust that okay, this is I'm experiencing this in this manner for whatever reason. Mm. Yeah, failure is the opposite of more to be revealed. Yeah, failure means it's done. It stopped. It was terrible. Kaputs. <laughs> no, that's not true. Anything can move. Awesome. All right. So as we wrap up then, so the lesson is that we take into the week with us is to practice talking to your body with love. Those pieces that feel achy, that are acting funky, that have your attention not to go in hard and scolding and shaming. Or in your head. Don't be in your head. I think the mm -hmm. fact that you worked on your body while you were drifting off to sleep, mm -hmm. there's very little resistance there, and you're more connected to source in from that your heart. sleepy state. Yeah, you're in the heart. Work on it. Energy uh, work comes from 
combined synergy of our heart chakra and our solar plexus, which is passion mm-hmm. and your heart. The brain. The heart is the brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. So as always, until next week, more, more to, to be, be revealed. revealed. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Expansive Minds podcast, Gateway to Freedom. Until next time, more to be revealed. <laughs> <laughs>